everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 50. Can you believe it? 50 episodes in the 16 weeks, four days that I've been doing this experiment where I podcast about my thoughts and feelings rather than heading for the chips. I can't believe it. Today is May 30th, 2014. And I believe episode one of Compulsive Overeating Diary was on February 3rd. So I'm almost four months in, both in weeks and by the calendar, and the time has flown right by. Today I have a big day and I wanna celebrate with all of you and thank all of you for your participation and for helping me along on this journey. You know, I sure didn't end up where I expected when I started on day one. And that's kind of my topic today, how I learned not to figure out my end point because my end point was so superior than what I envisioned for myself. That sometimes we do have to just trust and let go. So it's a great time, I think, to listen to our inspirational snippet by Josh Woodward of his beautiful song, I'm Letting Go. And Josh, I just want to put out into the universe and to you that I so appreciate your generosity with this song because your song has actually helped change my life. See you, brave companions, in just a few minutes. Now, really listen to Josh's song. Think about what you would like to let go today. But I'm letting go. that so inspirational and you know well I listen to Josh's snippet and I do listen every single time before I speak in order to center myself and to think through really what do I want to let go of today and that's like the main way I do this podcast I take a few notes about what comments I want to do and the shout outs I want to do but the topics kind of come during that moment of breathing and maybe internal prayer or vibes or however you'd want to call it, where I talk to the inner Lori, what is it that you wish to speak about today? And it's all during that little bit of time I'm listening to the snippet of Josh. That's why I keep it in this show. And I re-listened to my opening. I thought, man, Lori, you're kind of turning into the controlling bee, commanding the brave companions to listen to that snippet, whether they want to or not. Because, you know, a lot of people will just fast forward through an opening in order to get to the meat, right? So I apologize for that. I didn't really mean to be controlling and command you to listen to Josh. Let me rather soften it and recommend that you listen to Josh and let yourself try it to just see, ask yourself, what should I let go and see if that will help you too. Now, something I've learned in this podcast is as I have my aha moments and I share them with you, sometimes in my enthusiasm, I'm like, okay, everyone, now we should all get it. We should all be in the same place. We're companions on this hike of life through the compulsive overeating, binge eating, bulimia, or whatever, whatever eating disorder that we might be sharing together, right? These issues. But no, just because I have an aha moment about my life does not mean that you are in that spot. You know, you might be a companion who can join me to the foot of the mountain. 
that might be where your body and stamina are if we were to go hiking. You might be a companion who can just brush right past me, go past my upper zen spot, clear up to the very, very top of the mountain, rock climbing and all. That's something I cannot yet do because that's where you're at. So I'm using my hiking analogy to say that whatever we discover and whatever we share, whatever aha moments come or whatever resonates, we cannot expect from each other that we are in the exact same place. And we can't expect that we're going to feel the same way about everything. You know, for some people, counting calories does not trigger their obsessive brain. It just serves as kind of a safety net for them to kind of guide what they're eating or they explore their nutrition. You know, maybe their doctor said they need a little more calcium or a little less sodium, something like that. You never know what's going to help someone. For others to count calories will send your compulsive brain into an absolute tailspin of deprivation and end up with the monster of all robot alien attacks later on. For some people, eating wheat or sugar or other kinds of nutrients can trigger a chemical firecracker of a trouble in your body. For others, that isn't true. Some people are lactose intolerant and cannot digest milk. Many people have this issue. Some people do not. So if we made a blanket statement, no yogurt anymore, or no wheat anymore, or no something anymore, it's really, I think, not fair. You don't know how other people's bodies are going to react to something, and you don't know how other people's minds are going to react to something. That's why I like to strive throughout my journey to stress. And I'll do it one more time here on Day 50, Brave Companions. What I have to say is true for me. I'm not a doctor, psychologist, psychiatrist. I'm not a dietitian. I have no expertise at treating eating disorders. I am not an expert in any way. I'm only an expert in myself. And what I've gone through in the 50 years that I've been struggling with compulsive overeating and binge eating disorder. My intention when I actually went public with this show was to kind of, one, get to know myself better, and that I've done resoundingly well. I know myself so much better. And my other hope, my distant dream hope, was that maybe there might be one or two of you out there who felt as alone as I did, who felt like there was nobody else who understood you, and I wanted it to be a resource for any of those people, the few that I imagined. And that has far, far, far surpassed my wildest dreams that I found such a community of brave companions who wanted to join me in this journey and support me and each other. Nothing in my life has actually made me happier than to know that we are all together in this and that we have made this a really safe place for us to share our thoughts and feelings. Now, Let's go on to the shout-outs for today. My first big shout-out is I'm putting Cheryl on the Bravery Report. That's right, my really good friend Cheryl called the Bravery Hotline. Hooray, Cheryl! And she called because, Brandy, if you're listening to this episode, Brandy, you are a superstar. You were a brand new listener, and you called the Bravery Hotline and shared your thoughts and feelings, and you triggered Cheryl to call and respond to you. 
because she really understands the physical challenges that you experienced and that you shared with us in episode 48. So here's Cheryl. Hey, Lori, it's Cheryl. I just really wanted to call and say kudos to Brandy for calling the Bravery Hotline. I was listening to her talking about the muscle spasms that she has in her legs and other places. And, girl, I just want to say I so know where you are coming from. I got hit in the back by a sledder um, 34 years ago now, and it damaged three discs in the bottom of my back. And I am terrified most nights to go to bed because I get such horrid cramps or muscle spasms in the night. They're just so debilitating, and it's uh, so humiliating to have to sit and cry all the time in front of your husband while he's smearing Ben Gay all over you in the hopes that it might help. So I just wanted Brandy to know that there's somebody else out there that knows just exactly what she's talking about, and I think it was really great that she called and told people about that because I think people need to know that things like that happen. And I just want to say to Stephanie, I have a very good friend from, I believe it said Point Calumet up there, not far from Montreal. And I have to say your accent is every bit as beautiful as hers. So I am looking forward to hearing more from you. And just one other thing, I thought Mark's introduction to Stephanie's piece was absolutely magic. I can't wait to hear it put all together. I'm glad that you had a good time doing this episode, and I expect I'll be talking to you soon. So have a good night. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thanks, Cheryl. I really enjoyed listening to you on the Bravery Hotline. I thought that was outstanding. And thanks, too, for all the compliments about the feature that Stephanie created and that we did together and that we finally got to work on, on episode 49. I'm really proud of it. And I, too, think that Stephanie's accent is absolutely beautiful, which is a nice segue into my update from Alva from France. Now, this isn't actually a compulsive overeating update, but it still tickles me. Alva, I told you last episode, wrote to me about Daily Adventure Tales, my other podcast, and said that, that she was going to use this for English practice. And I wrote back to her, Hi, Alva. Thanks so much for your kind comments and for letting me know. That's wonderful that you think our show is worth using for English practice. Be warned, I'm not at all careful of my grammar. Now, again, Alva is in France teaching English to students, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> these poor French students are going to be listening to however I speak. And as you know from this one, sometimes I got backwards grammar or I stutter or things happen. And also in Daily Adventure Tales, I interview everybody under the sun. So who knows what they're going to hear. But this is what Alva said to me. Hi, Lori. That made me laugh. My students are often far too careful with their grammar and need to know how often we native speakers play fast and loose with English. And I think this is also a point for you, Stephanie. We do, native English speakers, at least in America. I, I can't tell you, UK speakers like Cheryl and Sue, if the English-speaking English people or the Australian-English-speaking people are, are different. But here in America, man, we slander our own language. We, we totally do. So if you learn English perfectly and said whom all the time in the right spot instead of who, you might not sound like you're a native American English speaker. And if you 
strive to want to be a perfect English speaker, then don't emulate Lori <laughs> because I'm not. Okay, and what's really kind of inexcusable is that I was a school teacher, so I do know the correct grammar. I just don't use it in my daily life, you know, and I used to in my podcast try to maybe re-record and put the correct grammar in, but I soon gave that up because I would have to be editing all day long. So I put that in there just to give you guys an example of <laughs> something I thought was cool in my own life. Next up, I want to read some comments, and the first one is actually back on day 46 from our original long-term listener, Michelle. Michelle, I'm going to have to come up with another name for you. Now, I call Michelle McKinney, Michelle Mack, but I don't want to call you Michelle, who's the long-time original listener, Michelle, or therapy, Michelle, or anything else. So if you've got some ideas on, on how I can refer to you that would be pleasing to you, please let me know. But I really liked your comment on day 46 about being assertive. Hi, Lori. Just a comment about episode 46. I have fallen behind a bit on podcasts, so I have not listened to the next episode yet. I just wanted to say good for you for standing up and doing what is best for you and being assertive. There is never a good time to start being assertive, especially when it comes to family. If we waited for a good time, we would never assert ourselves. This is something I have a problem with as well and was the topic of my last therapy session. I have had a little experience with trying to be assertive myself over the last few days in dealing with a car dealership over some repairs that need to be done to my vehicle, and the warranty is becoming an issue. So I know I will have to keep asserting myself if I am to win this battle. In the past, I would have given up easily and would have been angry with myself for not speaking up. I may still not win, but at least I can feel good about speaking my mind and taking care of me. Well, Michelle, I applaud you because I've been there myself where I'm dealing with something like car repair, house repair, even technology that I'm not totally square with, and I'm a technologist, but oftentimes I kind of had that feeling, I'm just going to let people roll over me, and I'm going to trust that they know what they're doing. And you know, sometimes those people in our lives that service our cars or our houses are very trustworthy and they have learned that over time, or we can call the AAA, the auto club in America, you can call them and try to check out the auto dealership, but you never really know. And it's very tough to stand up for yourself under these circumstances where you don't feel the perfect expert, if you know what I mean. But as you pointed out in your comment, I think it's really, really important for us inside to at least have our voice heard no matter what happens to at least have the feeling that we gave it our all because I don't know about you but for me it gives me much more grief and feelings of sadness and shame to not speak up at the time to say geez I wish I had just said something how come I let this happen how come I let them roll over me I feel like I'm not worth anything and even if everything doesn't come out as we would like, in my experience, if we at least speak up, we can feel like brave companions, right? We are brave. We are holding our own banner. We are standing up for ourselves. And that is a wonderful feeling, even if it goes, wah, 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 falls flat, and it doesn't turn out as we would like. So thanks for that comment, Michelle. And I'm looking forward to hearing more from you soon.
Before I go another step further, I realize I did not share with you the super exciting news. I am actually in my next to top Zen spot on the mountain. Ta-da! Hooray! Happy dance, as best as I can give a happy dance. <laughs> but yes, I got up today and I asked my body, body, do you think you're up to hiking a little bit today for episode 50? I would really love to go back to the original place where I put my prayer rocks on the mountain and thought, what should I do with my life? And felt in my soul that I ought to do a podcast. <laughs> and, you know, I was kind of like, well, you know, you were just walking with a cane, probably not going to be a good idea. That's what my mind was saying. But my body said, Lori, I think you can give it a try as long as you go slow. Now, I know that sounds kind of bizarre that I was asking my body, could you get up the mountain? But my body said yes. And so I got my hiking poles out and I came to my mountain and I thought, well, I'll just go a few steps up the mountain and if I need to, I can stop right there at the foot of the mountain and record my podcast. And so bit by bit, I've been coming up the mountain to see how I felt. And I would stop and say, well, body, do you think we can go safely forward a few more steps or do you think we ought to stop right now? And my body kept telling me, yes, Lori, we can continue on up the mountain until I got to my next to the top Zen place. Now, this is a very nice spot, but where I originally put my prayer rocks was at the top of the mountain Zen place. So my compulsive brain wanted to go back to the origin, wanted to go back to the very top and put my rocks there. But my body said, Lori, we've had enough. You need to stay here at the next to top Zen place. This is the place for you today. And miracle of miracles, I listened to my body. I said, fine, let's make ourselves comfortable, body. We've been to the top of the Zen place before. We don't need to go again to remember it. So I stacked my prayer rocks for today, for all of you, for me, for good in the universe, here at my next to top Zen place. And I'll put a picture of those prayer rocks on day 50 for you all to see. All right. I also wanted to, on day 50, welcome our newest listener and brave companion, Maria, who left me a comment on the contact form. Hiya, Lori. Wanted to make contact to say hi to you and all the brave companions. I have been following your podcast and listen to them last thing at night when I fall asleep. You're such an inspiring person and it gives me hope for each day when I wake not to go down the food chain of, of destruction. And then she describes her own particular issues with food, which I'm not going to say because I don't have her permission, but she describes it to me in private. And she says, it's like I know you all and just wanted to thank one and all for the positivity it gives me. England, Devon. So I wrote back to her and told her about Cheryl and Sue, that you guys are in the UK. So I hope maybe you will stop on today 50 and leave her a hello and, rec and give her a, a congratulations for reaching out to us too, or not. <laughs> Again, I think I'm starting to become the controlling bee. But any of you that are out there listening, I would really appreciate it if we could make our new listeners feel very welcome. And this is Maria who reached out to us dealing with her issues. And hi, Maria. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary. I'm so pleased that you are joining us as a brave companion on our journey.
Now I want to revisit episode 48. Remember that was the weird day where it started off where I was as happy as I could ever be and then things just started to screw up right and left and be different than I expected. But it turned out to be a fabulous day because it didn't floor me. For once in my controlling, obsessive, weirdo life, when my plans didn't work out, I went, I actually went with the flow, go with the flow. That's not been me. But it was me and everything turned out well. I didn't turn myself in knots. And I'm actually very proud of episode 48. And this is what Stephanie herself had to say about that. First, she welcomes Brandy. Hi, Brandy. A warm welcome to you. I just love the way you use the bravery hotline and how funny you are too, even if you're talking about difficult stuff. I hope it worked out well for you and I send you support. Hey, Lori, love the episode, and I'm very impressed by your editing job, which turned out absolutely perfect. Talk about synchronicity since your subject of the day was dealing about the unexpected stuff. I am so impressed as I witness your ability to see the good side of things. As the Asian saying goes, a crisis is an opportunity, and you proved it with this podcast. As for your comments about Michelle and Cheryl's conversation on the fear of not being accepted as we are, here's my little gift to all of you brave companions, which is my Zen song I listen to when I need to be self-accepting. I can't wait to hear day 49. I wish I didn't have this long, very boring condo assembly to go to right now. And, you know, this is a link to the YouTube version of Christina Aguilera's song, I Am. And I'm going to post this link here on day 50, as well as the link to Stephanie's original comment. And if you haven't heard this, I recommend you go listen to it. It's absolutely beautiful. And Cheryl then followed up her reply to Stephanie's comment. Wow, just listen to I Am for the very first time. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for posting that link. What an amazingly honest song. It should be every woman's, or men's too, for that matter, declaration of being. I have the most amazing friend in Perth, Australia, who has been over to visit me twice now. The one thing she has said to me over and over again as I've struggled through some things in the last 10 years is, just know that I see you. The words echoed in the song, just need you to see me. Sometimes I think as long as I know that the people who are most important to me can really see me for who I am, I can work through anything. And I really appreciated that song. Brave Companions, what Cheryl and Stephanie have shared there is so vital. And I know for a fact in my heart that one of the reasons I feel so well about myself, that that I'm so much more positive and so much less the critical controlling Lori that I used to be and so much more the whatever. I mean, truly, not, not the mean like whatever, you know, hand in the face, but, but really whatever. Whatever the day brings, whatever you bring to your interactions with me, I'm going to accept you now. Because, brave companions, I feel that you accept me. I've shared with you the truth over these 50 episodes on my happy days, my good days, my screw-up days, my bitchy days, my crappy days. I've done good, I've done bad, things have gone well, things have gone not so well, things have been expected, unexpected. I've had long spots where I didn't hear from you and went into my pathetic needy place and admitted it. I've had spots where I've had so many comments that it was tough to pick which ones to, to use. And through all of it, every side of Lori that I've shown to you, I've gotten a loving, kind response back. 
I feel you see me without my mask, at least as much as anyone who's not me <laughs> can see me and my intention. And yet, you still come back, you still accept me, you see me. And this song, this link that Stephanie so generously shared with us, really reflects that thought. So if you haven't heard this song, I really recommend that you bookmark it or stick it in your feed or however you can to listen to this and to see the words and to put them in your heart because I think this is an excellent Zen song, an excellent Zen song, Stephanie, and I thank you so much for sharing it. Okay, that wraps up the shout outs for today and I want to end this iconic, important milestone of episode 50 by just having a little bit of reflection on the journey, where I'm at, what's been going on in my life, and where do I see compulsive overeating diary going in future. That's always fun to think about, right? And to know that I cannot control the future, I can't even guess the future, I can make a target and see what happens, and that's what I'm going to do. First of all, I want to let you know that I went on a walk yesterday in the park and was interviewed by phone by Alan Standish of the Quit Binge Eating blog and podcast. And he said that my interview, which was almost an hour long, Brave Companions, <laughs> is going to be live in about four weeks. And he said he would let me know when that was going to come up. And so I hope that you will go listen to that. But also, you know, Alan is such a wonderful person. I feel completely safe with him, and it was a little bit weird for my control gene, you know, to send him my audio files and not have control, you know, to send him all the unedited stuff, including my nose blowing because, <laughs> because I have allergies. And normally when I'm talking to you and have my finger on the recorder, I can press stop and go blow my nose or go home and edit any of that out, right? With Alan, I said, okay, I normally stop the recorder and edit out any of my nose blowing or, or coughing or anything like that or you know maybe sometimes I think a little bit about something I've said and may not feel comfortable saying that but with Alan I gave up control and said you know I say what I say I did my best I'm just going to trust you to make it as well as you can so that's kind of a big deal for me. I, I gave up an hour of my rambling over to Alan, but he is so kind and he is so cool of a person that I totally trust it. And it was really funny because I walked around that park because I had to have two microphones on, one so that I could hear his phone conversation with me through my headset, because in the park, I can't really hear through earbuds, not, not a phone conversation. So I have like this mini studio headset that has a mic in it so I can talk on the phone and kind of have my ears be closed off and not hear sounds around me too much. So I had that and then I had my other lavalier collar mic on that goes to my regular trusty Roland 5 video, not video, audio recorder in my pocket. And then I had to separate these two cords out because if they rub against each other, it makes this really weird sound in the recording. So I have this really bright, green hair clip that I use when I'm trying to blow my hair out. <laughs> so I'm walking around with this green clip on my stuff wearing my studio headphones and I'm walking around the park seemingly talking to myself in thin air in maybe even a little bit louder voice than I might normally do because I'm 
answering Alan and trying to give him a good enough feed for his podcast. So that was pretty funny. And I sent a picture of that to Stephanie, who was emailing me last night. I said, here's my picture, Stephanie. <laughs> See how glamorous sound is? And I think I might, I might post that picture on today's show notes, too, just because I thought it was funny. And Stephanie was kind enough to say, you know what I noticed, Lori, is that your face looks quite a bit thinner, and your 17 pounds is really showing up on your face. Wow, you know, I took a look back at that picture, and you're right. And in episode one, one of my goals was a weight goal. I wanted to get to that magic 191, the weight that I was at when I rode my bike around the island of Hawaii for my 50th birthday. And I said, I'm going to get to 191 by June, and I'm going to do it by counting calories and lose two pounds a week. And I was using the podcast as a means to support my calorie counting efforts. And I thought, by the way, while I'm doing this, maybe it will help me stick to my diet if I deal with my emotions while I am dieting. And it did actually work for that. I did lose some weight doing that, and it it did help. And one of my early episodes, I forget which one, was all about the balance and how hard it is to deal with binge eating, to kind of overcome binge eating, which is triggered by deprivation, and to, on purpose, limit your calories (laughs) and not trigger the the robot aliens. I don't think I even knew I called it robot aliens. I can't remember which episode I said that my binges were like, the alien robots come down and beam into my body and thrust their robot arms through my sleeves and throw those chips down my gullet. And ever since then, I've referred to my binge episode as a visit from the robot aliens or say that I invite the robot aliens in. And that kind of made me chuckle. It was a good description and a shorthand for me to use with you. And then somewhere in the middle of my podcast, my weight loss really slowed down because I realized I was no longer counting calories. I really don't count calories anymore. And my weight slowed down because I wasn't restricting as much in calories. And then also through some series of injuries, I wasn't able to exercise as much. But because I've had a little bit of exercise bulimia in the past where I would over-exercise if I ate too much, I, on purpose, let myself go with that flow and said, well, you know, we're not going to worry about how much exercise we're having or not having. We're going to exercise as much as we can given the situation and, and what feels good. So really my goals have changed. And today, Grave Companion, Grave, not Grave, Brave Companions, today on the scale, not only am I back down to 207, so that means I've lost 18 pounds since the start of this experiment, but my body fat is really down too. I think I'm down about 5, 6, or 7%. I've explained to you before that my the way that my scale measures isn't 100% accurate for short term, but long term, For me to weigh 207 and to have such a low body fat as it reported today, it shows me that actually my fat has decreased and my lean body tissue has increased some. That means that I am very well hydrated and I weigh 207. And my clothes reflect this as well. When you're losing fat in your body, your clothes become looser. And it's also reflected in my energy and how it feels when I'm carrying my body up the mountain. So even though I still weigh 207, and I think the last time I went up the mountain, I weighed around 207 or 208, I felt lighter 
and my muscles actually felt stronger. It was easier for my body to carry myself uphill, even though it's been a, a couple of weeks since I injured my back and have not been coming up the hill. So in a way, maybe that let my muscles, you know, repair and recoup in my legs. But I actually feel lighter in my body, even though my scale says I weigh exactly the same. So that's a really big change for me. I, I made my goal about halfway if I look at the scale, but I super surpassed my beyond the stars goal of actually learning how to be at peace with my body and be at peace with my food. I've had a couple of times now where I've had huge celebrations and many times out to dinner and drinks and, and other social events. And for the last couple of months, I think ever since my birthday, when Crystal gave me such good advice, and Crystal, if you're out there listening still, I want you to know that I think of you almost every single day and I would love to hear from you when you're ready. But I, I want you to know that your advice on my birthday absolutely put me on this path of peace and changed my life. And I will thank you forever from the bottom of my, my heart. You are one of the key people that I've encountered in my life that made a big difference in how my spirit flowed from that moment on. And that's a big deal. You know, many of you brave companions, I can say the same. But to actually not have fear around social eating, to not think of every social event as something to be overcome or avoided, to be able to see all my friends and feel like one of the crowd, that is so amazing. And then yesterday when I was talking with Alan, he said, Lori, and this <laughs> is funny, you guys, I'm going to digress, because I said to Alan, and you know what? I am what I am. And anyone who wants to know, I'm going to tell them my age. I'm 55 years old and I'm going to tell them my weight. Yesterday I was 208, so I weighed 208 pounds. And I don't care how much it is. I'm going to tell you the truth because I've come to the place where I am what I am and, and that's how it is. And later on in our interview, Alan said, Lori, I get the feeling that you feel really comfortable in your body. And I thought about that. I said, you know what? I am. If you invite me to your pool party, I'm not going to wear my bikini, <laughs> but I am going to wear a bathing suit and I'm not going to care. I'm going to drop the shorts and jump in the pool and, and I don't really care. I will do that. And I realized it was true. Remember, or I can't remember, but I had like one of the most mortifying moments of my life when I wore a pair of shorts to Solvang, California and some mean boys started to berate me and call me a monster and tell me how I didn't have the right to live if I was going to share, show people my ugly legs. And I took that in and felt so ashamed. I think that was the start of my spiraling binge that took me over 300 pounds in the end. Today, if I went to Solvang wearing my shorts and the mean boys came up to me and said, you don't have the right to live because your legs are ugly. I would look at them in the face and laugh. I would say, you boys are so weird. What a thing to say, you know. Oh, man. And that's how I feel. What a weird idea that my physical appearance has anything to do with do I have a right to live or not, or that they would even feel the need to say such a stupid, idiotic thing. <laughs> what a change. 
what a change in me has come about from me getting to know you. What a change has come about from you letting me know that you're getting to know me and you still like me as I am. So brave companions, until episode 51, and there will be 51 and 52 and 53, I said when I started this that in June I would make a decision about whether I would continue with Compulsive Overeating Diary. And at this point in time, I don't see an end for it. I see that it's continuing to do me good. I see it's continuing to do you good. And even as the podcast kind of goes away from eating tips to more about what's our life like and what's our feelings like and how are we sharing, I think that's kind of really the thing. How we connect, how we deal with the ups and downs in our life. And sometimes there's a few cool things we can know about eating or tricks to make us more comfortable as we are learning, training wheels that might help us. But whatever the road takes us, however high we can hike, whatever's going to happen from here on forward for for the foreseeable future, I hope to be there for you. And I sure hope that you're going to walk along with me. So until next time, brave companions, take good care because I care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin. And by the dawn, I'll be gone, it won't be home.